You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. This is Jessica with the Pinball Podcast. This is episode 122B, uh, doing another B episode. Jeff is not here, so, you know, party. Um, I just got back from a trip to the East Coast, going back to visit my mom and family at home, and happened to run into a listener when I was at Sunshine and heard all about this amazing event that's happening in New York for Pride Weekend. It's called the Mean Queen Pride Pinball Tournament and it's happening at Jack Bar this weekend on the 23rd. I know um, kind of with my perspective here running Bells and Chimes in Portland, we talk a lot about women in pinball, Um, but as a member of the LGBTQ community, I don't talk enough about pride in pinball, Um, so I really am excited to have an opportunity to talk to the two organizers of the event. Welcome to Michael and Jess. Hey, thank you. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So um, let's let's talk some kind of details. What's the origin story of Mean Queen? Um, yeah, well, I, this is Michael. I uh, played, you know, I've never played competitive pinball up until about two months ago. Um, I've played a lot of pinball in New York City over the past 15 years, but um, the Jade and Anna, who run uh, with Jess the Bells and Chimes out here, were doing a knockout tournament in my neighborhood, and I'd seen them around a lot and thought that sounded fun, and maybe I would give give it the old college try for once, kind of get out of my shell. And I had a total blast, and I met Jess there, and I had so much fun. We got to talking. Jess was, you know, mentioned she was part of the Bells stuff. And I just kind of, you know, I asked Jess if she knew about any uh, LGBT pinball things that happened, like a league or a night or something. And I had seen that Logan Arcade was doing a sort of monthly queer pinball night. And I was a little jealous of that because I'm from Milwaukee and I'm always jealous of things that Chicago has that I don't <laughs> um, sort of have a rivalry. So, um, yeah, and I, I was just like, oh, it'd be cool if someone did a Pride pinball tournament. And then Jess was like, yes, it would be cool if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. Yeah, and then uh, she got to help, like, push me out of a tree. And then, you know, <laughs> has been incredibly helpful in giving me, you know, putting me in touch with people and working with me to really, you know, brainstorm about doing it. Um, and that's kind of how it, it got going. Um, we were doing it to support an organization here called the Alley Forney Center. Uh, who, yes, I was going to ask you to share some details about that too. Yeah, I mean, I can, you know, I can do a little spiel on them if you like. Yeah. Or whenever. Yeah, it's always nice to know. Um, so it's a fundraiser tournament. Um, and I think that it's great. This is the second one now that we've talked about happening at Jack Bar and John's, um, it seems like really supportive of things going on in the scene out there. So how many players do you guys have registered? I know registration's full. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, just to tell you more about the tournament, it's going to be a match play format, um, with a, a you know, a built-in finals. So it'll be four rounds of match play and then, uh, an eight person finals. And we're also going to do a side tournament on like a high score 
thing for uh, that. Then that will be LGBT only. So anyone can come and play gay, straight, whatever. Um, there's a suggested donation entry fee for the main tournament. And then we have this side tournament that's just for LGBT players. And that'll be on one machine. Um, and so we have 36 players right now. Uh, Jess and I are talking about, we have some people on a wait list. And so we might up it to 40 players and uh, just hope that nothing breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, there's been a lot of really, uh, you know, really exciting support from the community we've got some cool prizes and trophies that people are really stoked about so we want to try to get as many people in to play as want to um so i'm gonna chat with jess about that and try to try to make that happen but yeah jack bar is um a lot of the events i've been to and i know jess goes has been to a lot more than i have but a lot of them have been kind of in uh greenpoint or queens i've never ventured down to south brooklyn and i know there's a bunch of cool stuff happening there um i like jack bar a lot partly for this event because it's close to a lot of the gay bars in williamsburg um and so there's kind of a natural uh, proximity during pride for folks to kind of come in or come out or head out to the bars after if they want to do that Nice. Do you, um, from the registration, do you think that there are a lot of people who are playing who you know already from the pinball community or some newer players from the LGBT community who are coming in to play? Yeah. One thing that was fun was we had a, you know, we had a little forum that people did and we asked them some questions about whether or not they played competitive pinball or whether they openly identified as LGBT. And it was interesting to see, uh, what came back. I think probably partly because, um, you know, the event was first and foremost, the objective was to raise some money for uh, Ali Forney. Um, I think it was really important to us that we have a good turnout and attract people. And so we decided to go with, uh, make it IFPA ranked. And I think that attracted a lot of, you know, people who play a lot of pinball here in the scene. So it's something, I think it's like 85% people who play, have played competitively. I think of the 40 people, if you count the wait list, there's, you know, five people who've never played competitively before. Um, so it's okay. predominantly like pre-existing pinball players, people who know what's up. But I was really, you know, what was one thing that was really delighting for me was to see how many people do openly identify as LGBT. Um, I think you, you know, as a queer person entering a space, you kind of never really know how people identify, if they're part of your tribe, if you're part of their tribe. And you know, sometimes you can feel a little bit like you walk into a room and your default is, oh, I'm definitely alone here. And uh, you're really not. There's <laughs> there's a lot of us in the New York City scene, it would seem. Um, so I think we're something like half-half. Like, I think it's like half-queer, half-not-queer. <laughs> um, but also just like, so that was super cool for me, just the kind of eye-opening um, and increasing that visibility. And also what's really exciting for me is there's, um, you know, in particularly in New York City where queer spaces are really segregated by gender or ethnicity or whatever. It's really nice to see people from different age groups and different, you know, men and women across kind of the queer spectrum coming out, um, which I think can be, you know, it's something you encounter more often outside of like going out to the clubs. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, and you talk about, you know, feeling like wondering if these people are your tribe and I feel like, pinball is its own tribe you know like you walk into that room and you are playing games with people from so many different walks of life so mm -hmm. if you look at people's lives outside of this little hobby that we share they're so you know vastly different 
And that's one of the things I really love about pinball is that brings that together. Um, you know, I think there are definitely, I've seen more women who would identify, um, as LGBT playing pinball than, um, than men, but that I think a lot of that has to do with the people who I spend a lot of time playing pinball with. (laughs) Um, but I do, you know, my best friend in Seattle is queer and, uh, lovely and wonderful. And, um, you know, it's almost, um, the running joke of, I don't know if you guys know little Britain. Yeah. I'm the only gay. Yeah. Yeah. The only gay in the village. It's like the only gay in pinball. And that sometimes is, um, like a funny trope to play with because it's just like, well, it's sometimes it seems like that and we know it's not. Um, so it's very much, you know, David's thing of like, well, I'm the only one. And then there's like, no, there's definitely more. No, I'm, I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we know it's there. The visibility isn't always as high as um, maybe we would like for it to be, or, you know, something that would draw attention to it. But I definitely think that it's great to be having events like this. And um, you mentioned Logan, I was just at Logan and they do some great stuff there. And quarter world here in Portland for pride month was doing um, weekly pride nights. And I hope that's something they continue to do beyond um, just pride month. Let's make it a monthly thing or a weekly thing and have some more events like that. But seems to be having some really good success there as well. Is this something you anticipate doing on a more regular basis, maybe a monthly tournament or quarterly or something like that? Well, uh, I can't speak for Jess. I, um, I'm a, another thing going on with me is I'm kind of in the bit of closing out a big chapter of my personal life. Um, I've been at a, you know, a company for about 12 years here in New York and lived here for 15 there's the potential for me to be moving in a couple months. So I, I've definitely gotten a bit of the, um, I've really enjoyed working with Jess to put this together. And I could definitely see myself continuing to do things like this in the future, whether or not they'll be in New York City, whether or not I'll be in New York City, it's kind of TBD for me. <laughs> sure. Then Jess, it all falls on your shoulders. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's, it's great. In our registration form, we've uh, been asking people if they'd be interested in some uh, LGBTQ uh, pinball events in New York City, and uh, and almost everyone has said yes. So that's that's super cool. Yeah, the interest is definitely there, which was really exciting to see. That's great. I feel like, you know, the hobby continues to everyone saying it's a boom period and it totally is. And I think that the opportunity for these sorts of events to um, multiply and expand is definitely there. We're, we're at a good time for it. So I'm really excited that your registration's full up and, um, you know, people who want to come out and participate in the side tournament still can do that. Is there a way for people to, um, to support the event without coming out to the event? There's been a a few people, you know, that either I know well enough to have, you know, they've Venmoed or, um, they're going to come by and just drop some cash into our box. Um, for, you know, any of your listeners who might not be in the New York city area, um, the two things that jump to my mind is, you know, Ali Forney is uh, a wonderful organization that, you know, will take donations online. Um, I also would, there are a lot of organizations like Ali Forney Center um, across the country. And uh, where I grew up in Milwaukee, there was a queer youth drop-in center that uh, I went to and supported me. Um, so I would definitely encourage, you know, your listeners to check out groups that might be working in their local areas and uh, giving back in their local communities as well. And also checking out Ali Forney and 
you know, contributing directly. So um, I know you're selling some raffle tickets. Are those being sold at the door then? Or, you know, people can rock up to Jack Bar and buy raffle tickets and just kind of support the event? Yeah, the uh, the, the bar will be open, you know, um, as, as ever. So we're not going to shut down the space. Um, so we'll have the 36, 40 players. And then I know that there will be a number of... Uh, my friends, Game Straight, who are going to come out and support, and we'll, we'll probably—I I think we're going to fill that bar up pretty well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyone can drop on by, pick up a raffle ticket. We'll do the drawing. I think between you know prelims and finals, between the match play and the finals, um, we'll have uh, Wendy Waxham, who's a local area drag queen. She does a drag bingo uh, over at the Holler in Bedside. She's going to be our announcer and MC, and so she'll she'll pull those tickets out. We've got a bunch of fun prizes in there. Um, I saw the pictures you were posting. Yeah. You got some amazing stuff. And your trophies, your disco ball trophies are killer. <laughs> They're so good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really, this whole thing is just because I, I wanted to make, uh, I don't you know I don't know if you know Pinball Molly, but she's always making, I always see her cool trophies she's putting up on Instagram. And I was yeah. like, I want to make trophies. And so. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good a reason to throw a tournament as any. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about Alifornia. Is there anything else about the event that you guys want to promote before um, you kind of give them a little boost and then we can share the link and let people know where to find more information about the event and also about the Alifornia Center? Yeah, Jess, you got anything else about uh, day of stuff? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I think, we, you know, we want it to be a welcoming space. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are uh, have played a lot of pinball, but we're really trying to keep it, in, you know, in the spirit of pride and uh, kind of, you know, a fun, good time. So we'll keep it pretty chill, I think. Definitely. Have you have you felt pretty, you know, no, I'm not assuming any resistance. You mentioned a lot of um, your straight friends coming out to support, but being you know, part of that community within our community. I know sometimes, um, you know, Kate and I discussed being female in pinball. Sometimes you, you have a few unsavory characters, but for the most part, everyone's been really supportive. Is that an experience that you've shared or, um, you know, kind of seen some differences in? Yeah, it's there. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, and I, you know, I mean, to be frank, that's part of the reason I kind of avoided the, uh, the organized pinball scene for a long time you know you you hear enough men of a certain age yell out certain words at themselves in frustration and it's like well that's not how i want to that's not the kind of vibe i want to do on my free time you know um yeah so um i'm not i'm not too concerned about it you know i don't i don't think i've encountered anyone who i would describe as you know malicious or who's gone out of their way to kind of you know make me personally feel less than i think that um, partly because, uh, my, my queerness is something I can kind of, you know, I can pass when I need to, whatever, dial up or dial down. I feel, you know, I think it's much, certainly much more challenging, I would imagine for women in this space, um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but yeah, having said that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to police anybody's language or anything like that, but really just try and reinforce that uh, we are like a queer event and there's certain kinds of words that you might not think uh, would be irritating to people but can be really painful to hear <laughs> well and there's no place for that no matter what the event queer event yeah. or 
not, you know, like not specifically. All events in this community should be fully welcoming of everyone. And it's the, if you see something, say something. If you hear something and you're out in an event like this, especially I mentioned this to, um, especially my like straight white male friends, like you need to say something because when you have men in a space who are saying something derogatory towards women or derogatory towards gay people and those people speak up, they have no respect for those people to begin with. Otherwise they wouldn't be saying those things. So it's you guys as their friends and who they consider to be their peers who can speak up like as listeners of the show. I know so many people have said, you know, I, I didn't realize like I will totally say something to someone if they say something like that again. Those are the people who make the difference because those are the ones who have the respect of these people that we feel like we need to earn the respect from. Um, And pinball should be, you know, something that has zero barriers. There's nothing that prevents someone from playing as well as someone else in regards to gender or orientation or anything. Like we have a fully level playing field Mm. and there are such amazing people in this hobby. So let's not let a couple bad eggs leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. Like we're here to grow this community and to be as welcoming as possible. So let's, you know, if we hear something like that, it's not okay. It's never okay. Events like this are great for more visibility. And I love that this is happening. I really wish I could be there to play in it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hope to see more stuff from, from you guys, regardless of where it's happening um, and more events like this across the country. And if anyone has questions, please feel free to reach out. If anyone just wants to talk, I know sometimes it's, um, it's an awkward space to be in being someone who feels like they're alone in a community like that. Um, always around so let's share our experiences and just make this community bigger and better and more inclusive for everyone who wants to be a part of it yeah yeah i do want to have been some really awesome like totally straight bros who have like come up to me and been like oh my gosh i had no idea lgbt homelessness for youth was a thing this is so unbelievable i can't believe this is happening I'm so glad I know about this now. And that really surprised me that like, I was like, oh yeah, of course I think about this as like a queer 30 year old, but um, there's been a number of guys who I would be like, oh, okay, straight pro, but have been really like this, we have to fix this. And I was like, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and bringing this out into the light is fantastic. Um you know, there, I know there are organizations in Chicago when I was living there who did similar things. But do you want to talk a little bit more about what Aliforni does? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's named for, uh, you know, a young person who was murdered when they were 22. Um, Aliforni was um, a, a transgender youth who was living on the streets from the age of 13, um, but took it upon himself to really uh, educate and uh be a bit of a, a caretaker to other youth uh, on the street. And after he passed, um, Carl Siciliano uh, was working at a homeless youth shelter and decided in 2002 to found the LA Forney Center and commit primarily and solely to helping uh, LGBTQ youth in New York City. And there's some pretty, you know, New York City is one of those cities that's kind of a hub for attracting, I think, um, it's a place where you go to try to figure stuff out. If you're on the run, you land and there's something like 40%, I believe of the homeless youth in New York city, uh, fall somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum. So it's, it's a huge disproportion. Mm -hmm. We're here in New York. 
they help something like uh, 1,400 kids a year. They're, they do everything from drop-in centers, providing medical checkups, uh, HIV counseling, access to mental health care, to more tangible steps for moving from uh, living on the streets to getting a job or becoming independent, sustainable. Many, many of these kids have been just kicked out of their homes for being open about who they are, and it's really devastating, but it's really great that there's a group like this that's around to help. And I know, Jesse, you, you, you know a lot about them, too, if there's anything you want to add there. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So we've we've raised more than $600 so far. Um, nice. And then and we're expecting to get some more the day of with the raffle and whatnot. Um, yeah, they they also serve seventy thousand meals a year, uh, and they're they're open twenty four hours a day up in Harlem. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be uh, helping this organization and and raising money for vulnerable young people. Will they have some representation at the event as well? They are gonna. They're super, super busy because um, one thing that I think is really fun, not fun, but really lovely about our, the queer community at large is that um, there's a lot of work that happens in the community to support one another during this month uh, here in New York, and so they're they're very much spread out, just dealing with. Uh, other folks doing, I don't know, there's probably a ping pong tournament somewhere as well that's also donating to them. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do our best. We're going to have, you know, a bit of, you know, we'll have info packets out about them and uh, some some stories from, they have a really great write-up from actual youth that have helped and their stories that they've shared. And so we'll try to get those out for people. So while you're ordering, waiting on a beer, you can learn about Terrence and uh, you know his life coming from North Carolina and stuff like that. Well, it sounds like they've got some great represent- representation in you two being there and, and throwing this event for them. And thank you so much for bringing this into the community and for taking the time to talk to me about it. Um, I will share the link to the event on our Facebook page when we go ahead and post up this episode. Um, we're going to try and get it up today. So hopefully people still have time um, to make some plans. So it's on the 23rd of June. And that's at Jack Bar. And then what time did you mention you were going to do the raffle? Um, it will be after the four rounds of match play. Um, okay. Yeah, we're doing the event from, we're estimating around three to six. So I'm imagining that'll probably be around five. Is when we'll draw. Justin, that's Perfect. Sound- yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Excellent. And, Thank you so much, you two. If anyone has questions, feel free to send them into the podcast. I can pass them along. Or on the event page, you can find Michael and Jess's contact as well. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else happening that you guys want to promote, Jess? Is there anything going on with New York Bells? Uh, yeah, Bells uh, is in full swing at the moment. Uh, we, we've had two. It's every other Tuesday. Uh, we've had two so far. Uh, the next one is June 26th at Sunshine. Uh, people can can come out and they'll uh, if they they come to this one, they're welcome to join. And uh, everyone will be eligible for the finals at Sunshine, which are Tuesday, July 10th. 
And then after that, I'm super excited. We're going out to Milo's yard in Ridgewood for the first time. And so we'll have uh, four more sessions out there in July and August. Nice. Changing it up a little bit. I like new locations. Yeah. And Perfect. I just want to, can I just shout out something I think is really cool? Yes. <laughs> there is a, a custom a custom table called Studs at Fun Hog, um, which is totally like it's an old 70s style uh, solid state that's just uh, been completely rethemed with Tom of Finland art and it looks incredible. And I've never uh, been to Fun Hog in Vegas, but that's where it is. And if there are any poor people going through Vegas, please go play Studs and tell me it's great because I want it to be. I want to play it. Do you know what machine it was? I, I've done a little research. I think it was two parts machines that um, somebody put together. I think their name was Nick Kavalevsky. I don't know if you know this person. Um, I don't, but I should. Yeah, so uh, it's a super, it's aside from the Elton John machine, I think it's probably, you know, the gayest pinball machine of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll have to send me pictures. Alan and I were discussing, we were playing at Attaball in Seattle and we were playing Playboy and we're like, this machine is really fun. And we're like, we just need to retheme it and have like a men of pinball machine <laughs> in place of the Playboy and just have like all of these pinball guys posing and, you know, taking over the, the Playboy shots. Yeah. And fixing, yeah, the, the sounds on that game and the things that make it. <laughs> They're so like wonderfully terrible. But yes, like re recording the full audio package with really over the top call outs like it can still be the same thing but just all of the guys reading it in like overly theatrical performances yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah, we should retheme it as like a rupaul's drag race or something that um, was our other suggestion uh, you just hey! need to come with us. <laughs> yeah you could do like the 12 queens you know oh my god <laughs> um yeah sometimes i daydream about Whoa, Nelly rethemes also. I've got a couple good ones in my back pocket. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, if only that game was more fun to play. I think we just we just scrap that and start over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Playboy has some fun stuff going on. But... Yeah, definitely. Well, Michael, thank you so much for like finding me on the street outside of Sunshine. <laughs> <That was laughs> thank you for not funny. getting away afraid of me. <laughs> crazy that was yeah, that was a super fun night. Just like walking out and being like, oh, wait, I know you. Oh, wait, I don't know you yet, but I should. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking about the event. I hope it goes really well. I can't wait to see pictures. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs>